I'm ready. All right. Uh, hello, everybody. Hold on, my one. Need to finish eating my salty peanut. Eh, I mean, whatever. Uh, salty peanuts. Salty nuts. Ooh. Salty nuts. <laughs> Alden's eating those salty nuts. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Jacob and I'm Alden and we're searching for answers but poorly so that makes us real human beings this is our podcast where we talk about random stuff like uh, movies tv shows music teaching politics sports pretty much whatever we're interested in uh so what's on the schedule today uh read over kind of the yearly horoscope then I, I have I have a, a real hidden big search about Charlie Chan and then uh the week Welcome back, everybody, to the show. It's been a long time since Jacob and I have been on the internet airwaves, but here we are back again, ready in this new year of 2021. Jacob, how are you feeling this morning? Hello, it's me, Jacob. I'm feeling good. Uh, we have snow in Rochester. We have snow looks... in Prince George. Look at this. Oh, look at that. See? It's like minus 10 right now, which is like, uh, uh, hold on, 25. <laughs> it doesn't matter. 20, it's 25 degrees. It's 25 degrees. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's cold enough that you need to wear a coat. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's what I would. You know, I would need a uh, I would need a scarf in this thing. You know, whoa, a scarf! Yeah, Damn. No, All no, right. No, no. Um, yeah, no. I, I well, I woke up. I woke up a couple of days ago, and and the snow was just it was coming down, and these mm-hmm. white fluffy little you know flakes it just looked beautiful. It's my favorite type of day where it just like makes you feel all cozy. It's overcast. Um, I know Alden loves his rain. Mm-hmm. I love my snow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like snow too. Don't get me wrong. Sure, you're 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 more uh, you're more passionate about your mm. your rain. I, I feel am. Like I that. definitely am. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, I, I would. Which definitely. is which is you know. Uh, but but you know, on the snowy day, it made me think and think back to a, a good friend of me of mine that I had that I started a podcast with, and oh. just made me feel like, hey, you know, we should we should. We should kick off season five. Yeah, season five. The the I think <laughs> that's usually uh-huh. the season where the show either gets good, like really good. It's like their prime thing. <laughs> or first four. Uh, yeah, you know. yeah. It's like okay, first one's like finding their feet. Second one getting better. Third, okay, and then fourth and fifth are like solid. Or you jump the shark. So we're gonna have to decide which we do uh, in this season. Do we jump? Yeah, I think the shark? we're always jumping sharks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That that'd be an interesting TV show. It's just called Jumping Sharks, and it just every, it just the premise is behind. I mean, that's a lot of like Adult Swim shows and a lot. Of, uh, <laughs> Jumping sharks. Yeah, you, you ever watch? Do you ever watch the show Danger Five? Hitler's days are numbered because Danger Five are on the case, scouring the furthest corners of the globe. 
to unravel Hitler's most sinister plans. Now it looks like Hitler is using the bullion winnings from his casino to rearm the entire German army with superior gold and super weapons made of gold. No. It was an Australian TV show. Oh, no, yeah. yes, yes, I do know this. Yeah. Yes, yes, Danger 5, yeah. Yeah, I love was it. There, was there, they were just, they were just jumping sharks the whole time? They were just constantly ridiculous. Like, it was just, like, so yeah. on the edge of, like, ridiculous parody of, like, those 70s, 60s spy things that it just, I mean, totally. when you do comedy, I think jumping sharks uh, is a little bit more acceptable. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So... How did we get on this train of topic? Sorry, it was me. Uh, season five, that's right. Season five. Jacob, what was that old ancient tradition us real human bingers like to do in the in the good old days? I was going to say the bad old days. In the good old days. In the good old days. Well, um, you know, a lot of times we take, take, take a day out of our schedule and mm -hmm. take a look at mm -hmm. the new year. Yeah. I mean, we started off, our, our very first episode was all about, you know, um, uh, 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 New Year's resolutions, and don't really even need to talk about that, but the, the other part of that is our horoscopes for yes. this next upcoming year, yes. which we did. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we skipped over 2020 because we, we both knew it was going to be a horrible year, so yep. we didn't even need to talk about it, you know? Um, why bother? Why bother? Yeah, why bother? Uh, we both knew it. We were like... Not gonna be good. People so, are uh, people were saying it, you know, to uh, quote somebody. But thankfully, to quote somebody. Yeah. People were saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah. So we're we're gonna look at we're gonna look at the the year of twenty twenty one because you know actually right around this time is Chinese New Year. Uh, it is. So, it is year of know. the ox. I think this year. Yes, it's a white metal ox. Uh, if you're gonna be like really, really distinct, you don't need to. But I was wood horse, know. if I remember. Firewood horse, I think, was my birth year. You're 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 a metal horse. Metal actually. horse. Metal horse. That's because you're so metal. And I'm a water cock. I mean, hey. Um. <laughs> Yes, but uh, but but the ox, uh, not one of the most popular zodiac signs, but uh, you know it's not horrible. I, I don't like think. Solid, dependable worker. I think it's like the way ox is can is framed. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure like dog is not liked. No, ox is sure dog, and like snake maybe. I forget what the you know yeah, um, what the worst ones are uh, in terms of uh, in terms of that, but um. But uh, the year of the metal ox, uh, in terms of just if you are born on this year, so all of our uh, infant listeners who we have here, uh, you will be obedient, you'll be peaceful, industrious, and have unity. Mm. It symbolizes, year of the metal ox symbolizes loyalty, hard work, determination, confidence, and discipline. So, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, um, if, if you're born then, then hey, have, have that to look forward to, huh? Makes sense. Makes sense. Where do we, where do we be? I cannot honestly remember, uh, how this works. So you just, you know, just walk me through this. Uh, no, that's fine. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna read stuff and you, you say whether or not you believe it or not. I, okay. I think, yeah. Uh, sure. Um, uh, I mean, I was just reading a little bit on Ox there, and it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah what, what do they say about Oxes? Solid, dependable worker who doesn't demand praise. And yeah. they're really good with rat, rooster, and... Uh, I was just looking at it, and I've already forgotten. They're good with rat, 
rooster and snake and bad with goat horse and dog and then i was looking at rooster which is my yep. boy here and they're good with mm -hmm. dragon snake ox but not good with rabbit dog rooster and you I, are i know i know i'm not i'm not good with you mel <laughs> or my brother which is really ironic uh <laughs> no you're, you're okay with me i feel like does horse okay with rooster? I, I thought horse was not good with rooster but i could be wrong it just says um, it's compatible. It was rabbit, dog, rooster. Oh, yeah. With with other, I'm not good with other roosters. Wow. No, uh -oh. no roosters. Cox Jeez. fight. You're yeah, they do. People, <laughs> complex people who seem strong but deep down need validation from loved ones. No, I don't need validation. <laughs> no, what do you dude, think? That's not me. There. Horses are free spirits who need space to be themselves. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. Go ahead. No, no, it's fine. I, no, specifically about 2021. Um, for 2021, in terms of uh, health and lifestyle, let's let's go there. Um, it, it they suggest that you are adequately exposed to fresh air and clean clean water, um, and and the metal symbolizes the lungs. So you should take care not to contract respiratory infections, which is kind of well, it feels no, very. That's on, point. <laughs> on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> Where was that last you know, year? Come on, guys. I, I know. I, I will say this. Ever since everybody in my area started wearing masks, um, I have not, like, normally I get, like, a, you know, a cold or a flu, you know, mm -hmm. once a season. Yeah. And, like, nope, not once this year. And it's like, maybe we okay. should just make this mask wearing thing all the time because, like, I love this. I love this strained. This is so off topic, but yeah, go ahead. I my aunt. My aunt is a full on COVID denier, which is oh, like no, like full on like it's a hoax. Like all the conspiracy theories. So I read once. She's like, she said, three point four million people die from the flu each year, mm -hmm. right? Like I think it was like something like that, and that is true. Like the flu actually kills quite a few people each year. So it's like, so why aren't we in a pandemic mode about that? And I was like okay, you're missing the point. We should be in a pandemic mode. Maybe we should be wearing masks for that, too. Yeah, maybe like, we should. I don't see how this proves mm. that COVID is bad. It just says we're really fucking stupid when it comes to diseases. And we <laughs> yeah. Routinely, routinely subject ourselves to unnecessary undue stress. Like, what are we learning here? It's just humans are dumb. So, it, mm. yeah, I, I've been very frustrated with her. Um, uh, uh, so I just ignore yikes. it. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so, no, I, I, we should be like in Asia where they just, uh, you know, mask wearing is not that weird. Yeah, Normalize yeah. masks. Uh, yeah, I don't even, I don't come into contact with nearly as many people as you do. Uh, like not even close. I, I barely leave the house. Um, so uh, yeah, no, I, I can imagine if you haven't been getting a cold, then, then geez, that's, you know. That's great. That's pretty yeah. good. Um. So uh, I, I'm just going to go over another a couple that are just about the year in general. And then what I want to do is go on to specifically horse and rooster, which is us. Okay. And yeah, see, that's us. The most important. See, yeah, yeah. See, well, see, you know, determine like how uh, this, this, the, you know, you know, like how, how much do we believe this? Huh? Um, so, so in terms of finance and career in general in the year 2021, uh, it reveals that those who work hard and with determination in their businesses and projects will receive great rewards. Okay. Well, uh, however, lazy ones will not be lucky because nothing good will come out of everything they do. Which, to me, is kind of just saying water is wet, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, that just kind of automatically discounts me from having any, uh, any oh. like this. Ouch. Oh. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know? So sad. Um, <laughs> Give me a little pity party, you know? Love and relationships uh, in 2021. Uh, it's all about family this year. It's all about family love. Uh, family. Family love. There's always room for family. Hey, is, is do you think Vin Diesel is the year of the ox? Do you think he was born in the year of the ox? That would explain so much if he was. Um, <laughs> I, you know, the conservative spirit of the ox promotes family environments with traditional values. You should allow your children to marry the people they love, so long so as so long as the same does not go contrary to your personal beliefs. So whoa! Um, so basically. Marry who you love, unless I disagree. That's a very... <laughs> unless mom and dad say no. <laughs> that's, that's that's such sure. a Chinese like framework towards love. Like, oh yeah, no, you can marry for love so long as we agree with it. Mm-hmm. So um, like, and, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, on the flip I side, they say you should spend to provide education for your children. So like, you, sh- you oh, shouldn't. Okay. You shouldn't. No matter the state of your finances, like you should. That should yeah. not be the. So you know, no matter what, you should make sure they get an education. So hey, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that's in general for twenty twenty one. But uh, year of the horse here, uh, or, or mm-hmm. uh, predictions for for the horse. Do you think that it is will be good or bad for you? Do you have any? I think it's going to be bad because I know that I know that ox and horse do not get along. Okay. I'm a free spirit. I gotta just let things rock, and the ox does not let things rock. It's not rock. Um, well, <laughs> the oh, the horoscope reveals there will be no major changes that occur this year in the lives of horse oh. natives. So, uh, I don't know. So just nothing. I've got uh, nothing to look forward to. Yeah, you should be careful not to make major investments. Uh, don't worry about and that. And this is not a good year for you to move from one place to another. Ooh, oh dear. Well, we're planning on buying a house. So. Well, it gets worse coming out here. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, what do we got? You will be overwhelmed with all the challenges in your life this year that you will become frustrated. Great, okay. Do Great. not let these challenges and obstacles get the better of you. Devise means in which you are able to overcome them one by one. Learn from your mistakes right. and forge into the future with confidence and strength. Leave the past behind. Kill it if you have to. Kill it if you have to. Um, they don't say that. Uh, this is from Last Jedi. Uh, I actually can't remember much from the Last Jedi. I've only, <laughs> I've only watched. I've only watched it once. Like I only saw it once, which was with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so. as 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 always, whenever we talk <laughs> at any time on our HB, uh, I I love that. I love that. Luke. We are what they grow beyond. That is the true burden of all masters. Um, so yeah, this is kind of funny because that's like the most negative thing I've ever heard from a horoscope. We've never got something that quite that bad. Um, Every time I look at it, you know. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, do you want to hear about your uh, your loves and relationships? Sure. Give me, give me love and relationship. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> give me love. 
Okay. Is it bad? It reveals that your love life this year is not worth celebrating. Right. Good. Good. There will I be no you. romance and passion. I told you. I told you. Horse and ox do not get along. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, things are not looking good. Yeah, not looking good. Let's see. Okay, so for finance and career. Probably also not good. It reveals this will not be a good one for your finances. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. It's, again, yeah. horse and ox. I, I just knew it. You, know? you just do it. Um, yeah. But your career luck is average. Okay. Okay, well, we'll take that. So that's good. We'll take average. It would help if you worked extra hard to make your dreams a reality. Okay, well. <laughs> it's gonna be. Like I said. <laughs> We're looking up, though. We're looking up for your health and lifestyle. You will have good health throughout this year. So that that's that's a good thing. Okay. You may at times catch a cold, but that is all. So, hey, I've, uh, I've been doing physio recently, so that makes sense. Hey, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Getting my back looked at. Yeah? It's your, your back? It was your foot last time. Oh, no. Oh, my, my foot was gout. My back was because of the car accident. Oh. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so, so, that's what I've been uh, working on. Uh, let's see. It's good, though. It's, it's, the back's fine, as it were. That's good. Um, your best lunar years this month will be June, January, September, and August. June, January. Okay. There, there's, they also, they also break it down monthly, which is crazy. I'm using oh, a different site this time. Um, and it's, it's kind of cool. It's interesting. But, uh, but, uh, the summary, summary, which I love this sentence and I just want to read that and then, you know, see here, but this year will not be that good for you, but you will survive it. <laughs> <laughs> hey you know again i take that i take that and i run with it and i go okay man okay. wow i i'm i'm kind of shocked usually all these horoscopes usually read the same way and and they're always pretty vague at least this is my estimation they're always pretty vague and they don't really say much of anything um i'm surprised that they'd give you bad luck there that's pretty sad uh i mean China's horoscopes don't hold back, you know. They 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 don't pull any punches. No, they don't. They don't indeed. Um, well, rooster. Uh, moving on to rooster. Yeah, let's, uh, let's move on rooster. Uh, I I think. <laughs> I I don't know. I I think I think it's going to be a a mixed bag. It's going to be a lot of good in terms of my um, in terms of my love life. Ooh. But it's going to be really bad for my health because I'm going to be having so much love. I'm uh, going to get venereal disease. <laughs> venereal disease. <laughs> That's my prediction. That's what it's yeah. going to say. Yeah. going to be like, watch out. Uh, watch you know, out. You're going to sure be boning you... too much. You know, wrap your willy. Uh, Don't be silly. Yeah. Wrap your willy. Exactly. That still is in my head. Uh, <laughs> I think I think for you, uh, yeah. you will you will like actually do have a pretty good year. It's going to be like something along the lines of make sure to harness the energy of your friends, uh, <laughs> look for love in unexpected places, and I don't know, uh, you will get an unexpected windfall from your hard work. Wow, that's a uh, that's pretty pretty specific but also general enough that yeah that that sounds like something that could that could it could be yeah that's what i'm going with uh well 
Scrolling down, it says, I, ooh, the horoscope reveals that you should brace yourself for a wonderful year. Which is weird that they say brace yourself. <laughs> this year, will you will be able to make most of your dreams come true. Yeah, see, see? Things will turn out for the better in your life, no matter what the obstacles are in your way. Uh, yeah. Um, go after the things you want in life because you will succeed. Friends and family will play a major role in your life. Hey. You every step of the way. Hey, look at this. I should write horoscopes. <laughs> he should. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, okay, that, that sounds good. So I guess, you know, if all my dreams, most of my dreams come true, I, I could just, like, I could probably kick the bucket after that year. You yeah, know? Just be like, exactly. boom, I've achieved every, everything. Every dream. Every dream most of them, you know, like, even if it was, like, you know, 70%, you know, that's pretty good. Right. <laughs> uh, love and relationships, though. Your luck in the romance scene is not that good. Uh-oh. The Rooster Singles, uh -oh. which I am, will face a few challenges in finding love. Mm. So, no, you will have a fling with different people. Ooh! But it will not amount to a serious relationship. Oh, dear. That's so sad. Uh, take the time to find the person who makes your heart skip a beat. You should not be in a hurry to fall in love. Remember, love is patient. That's cool. Um, I guess uh, I, I I am predicting that that is not going to come true, though. Um, oh, you just you just have a, a sinking stealing feeling in your stomach. I just think that uh, given that the pandemic is getting uh, worse, uh, not better. I could say that much at least. Um, uh, I, I I I I doubt the opportunities for flings, many flings with different people is going to come about. Well, just you wait. I've called in a few favors. What? Well, <laughs> is it a VR goggles? Because in that case, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that's a thing. I'm sure that's a thing. That's definitely a thing. Uganda Knuckles. That's where it came from. Originally. Um, anyways, uh, finance and career. I My finances will be in grape shape. Grape shape. Uh, grape shape. And great shape. Yes, both. <laughs> <laughs> grape and great uh luck is on my side and it is a good time to invest in various projects see so, i told you i, I told you I we got a lot, we got a lot of we got a lot of um a lot of fingers and a lot of different pies too so that makes mm -hmm. sense um probably not hygienic you know you no get those no pies get those pie fingers out of there yeah yeah exactly and because for my health and lifestyle, it says it would help if you took care of your health because it's the most important aspect of your life. It is. it is. So, I mean, that's pretty true of every time, right? Visit the gym three times a week to take care of your fitness. Oh, geez. Wow. Jeez. Uh, be specific. And it says, uh, unless I'm careful of my surroundings, I'm going to have a minor accident, such as stepping on a sharp object. I mean, that's just you naturally, though. I feel like you often... Like, you know, cut your finger on something or stub your toe. Isn't that everybody? No, it's you specifically. Really? Yeah. Is that a... I just, yes. Oh. Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. Huh. I didn't, I didn't realize. Yeah. I'm like, a, am I a Mary Sue? Am I just a, like, like somebody who's really just clumsy? That's my one yeah. character flaw. But really, really hot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
It's my friend fiction. That's how you write myself. Uh... We just watched that episode. I have an announcement. It's an erotic friend fiction story that I just wrote. I hope you like it because you're all in it. It's called Butt Loose. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Julie and Alden have been watching Bob's Burgers. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bob, friend of the pod. Um, Bob. <laughs> Bob Good friend, of the, friend of the pod. Yeah, uh, predictions for family. It says that if I have sickly elders, I should take care of them because they depend on me. So Okay, well, take care of me, Jacob. Okay, I... I am your elder. You said you were good, though. Mm, you hadn't gotten I, a cold. That's true. But I am your elder, so I don't know. Reconcile that. So the overall sum summary for Chinese Rooster uh, horoscope is that you will be happy with the progress you're making in life this year. Uh, follow your heart at all times and listen to your instincts. You have the keys to your destiny! Therefore, it is upon you to make your life what you want it to become! It's very much a Disney movie. Uh, you think? Feel for you. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, take take your dreams, live with it, run with it. I'm like the sad sack of the Disney movie. Yeah, that, I again, I am, I am actually legitimately very uh surprised that this is uh so uh uh negative uh i i feel like i've never seen that that often um uh, uh with a with a month into because we're, we're about a month ish into this new year 2021 um mm -hmm. so far do you feel like those things have been accurate no um, i'm no? doing pretty good yeah yeah so maybe the worst is yet to come. <laughs> Just to myself. But no, episode, I've been episode title. <laughs> I've been I've been really feeling pretty pretty good. I've had a, a good couple days at work. Law class is going well. Uh, I am continually baffled by my fellow teachers' inabilities to be competent. Um, <laughs> Ooh, slam! Just honestly, because I had to cover for a couple classes, and I was like, "How are you?" how is this your lesson plan? And like, my God, no wonder kids hate English. It's like, okay, we're in creative writing, which, you know, creative writing is exactly what it sounds like. You want to teach them different ways to write and like, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then the instruction is, and yeah. I get it, you're TOCing, it's difficult to like come up with a lesson plan if you're sick. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, download this article about Hiram Bingham and how he discovered uh, Machu Picchu. Bingham. Yeah, oh. the, how he discovered Machu Picchu. Then learn the caver's motto which is like this motto that people who go into caves have, which is like, take nothing but pictures, leave nothing but footprints, that kind of uh -huh. thing. Um, and then what you want to do is you want to uh, compare that to the article and be like, what should have Hiram done instead? But like, again, the, the topic is so dry and the like subject matter, I don't know. It just was just like, you can't, what? it just, I couldn't, under, couldn't fathom for the life of me of like, which student would be like, fuck yeah. Like, I don't know. It's it's just very clear why kids hate English at school if that's the kind of shit that they're getting. So you has know. it changed much, huh? Coming from Maple Leaf to uh, uh, an actual well, Canadian school, huh? The people still hate English. Yes, they do. They really do. Um, <laughs> oh well, poor English. Yeah. So it's 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 again. I don't mean to be like a dick to to my fellow teachers, but I just sort of. And maybe I'm just seeing a bad day. Hey, um, you know, uh, so far 2021 has been pretty good for me. Uh, although, 
Mm. Not a lot has happened. Uh, so that's good to hear. I'll say I'll say I'll wait and see. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on predicting whether or not. Well, I guess if I have to make a prediction, yeah, I think this 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 horoscope has been true so far, and I'm looking forward to the many different partners um, mm -hmm. part of it, even if it won't be a true love at the end of it. Yeah, who's what's what's your what's your uh, list right now? Which celebrity? You got to get it ready, okay? Because you you think it's gonna be celebrities? Oh man! Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be people who are famous, obviously. Well, why wouldn't it be? You know what I like, Alden. Mm -hmm. Me. Just people with big eyes. Oh, and and you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You know that whole thing where you're like you're just attracted to like celebrities that look like cats. Um, which I don't really get that. Uh, did I say that about you? Yeah, yeah you said well, that Emma before. Emma Stone. You think Emma, Emma Stone. Stone looks like Emma a cat, Stone. which is yeah, weird she's, to me. yeah she's like a cat. She's got like weird cat eyes. You know, like the like I don't know, man. What do you want me to say? I I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what a cat eyes kind of. I thought cat eyes are kind it's of like, like Taylor. It's like, it's like Taylor Swift. You know, T Swift eyes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's not like bad. I don't mind Emma Stone. Emma Stone is fine, you know? That's I'm not judging. I like cat eyes. Taylor Swift was in cats. Are you sure that's not what you're she thinking was? of? No. I always thought she was a cat before cats. Oh. I didn't even know she was in cats. What was she in cats? Well, I mean, I watch it every single week because it's my favorite movie ever, so you know, uh I'm a little offended. Yeah. She's obviously <laughs> bumper bumperton's field. Bumper Bumpertons. I don't know. They all have they all have weird names. Like Rum Tum Tigger. It was based off a kids' book, right? That like a series of poems by T. S. Eliot, um, all about yeah, cats. That yes. Was... That uh, Andrew Andrew Lloyd Webber, Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, a fucking delusional man. Yeah. To be like, that's what I want to make, baby. Uh, it was pretty. It was very <laughs> successful on Broadway, and it was a fever dream of a movie which everyone talked about and was in some people's estimation going to be the worst part about 2020 oh wow boy were they wrong <laughs> boy, boy were they right uh anyway, yeah, anyway um uh, that sounds good for now uh we hope 2021 will be good though i think i think we could agree on that right yes i mean we have much we have much desire for it to be. Have good. we ever have we ever wished a year to be bad? I'm not sure. I mean, like if it was uh, a year where we were like fighting some alien species and we wanted the year to be bad so that they would suffer. I don't know, something like that. All right, that's. I could see it. Option for a movie. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, when we return. Yeah. It will be okay. Yeah, when we return, it's gonna be um, uh, Charlie Chan. A. We're gonna have a bit of a chan change ch change up, change a change of topic, and talk about a a uh, really uh, a popular guy who uh, is not as popular anymore for probably pretty easy to know reasons. Was
Well, happy new year, everyone. I was actually editing this audio on New Year's itself. Obviously, I didn't finish it uh, on that day, so it took me a little bit longer, but still. I hope you guys all have good horoscopes for the upcoming year. The music in this break is a Chinese rap song by Fa Lao, who's a rapper. Um, that means pharaoh. The song itself is called Bai Bian Ju Jing, which uh, translates to variety of alcohol and is, <laughs> as far as I uh, really know it, uh, it's just a song about how he got drunk and, uh, you know, the things that go along with that. Fa Lao is an interesting case. Uh, I think he's one of my favorite Chinese rappers. Um, this is one of his sillier songs, if you watch the music video, which is in the end notes. Uh, it's pretty silly. He's got a weird wig on, um, big glasses, kind of looks like a nerd, dancing around very dorkily. But then at the same moment, he also has these harder songs, which make him sound like a uh, young Eminem, kind of. And that's, that's what I really like him for. I find him a fascinating character because he, he just goes back and forth wildly between these really kind of aggressive raps to these silly ones instead. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, I was just, uh, for some reason, recently getting back into that whole scene of Chinese hip-hop. Not sure why. Uh, I think it came up on my YouTube algorithm. Praise the algorithm, of course. Next up, we're going to be talking about Charlie Chan, everyone's favorite Chinese detective. Hello, welcome. Hello. Uh, so, when you when you suggested this topic, I will tell you right now, I have zero idea about what this is. I actually have no idea. Really? Uh, whatsoever. Oh, interesting. Okay. I have I have not heard anything. I don't know anything. I know nothing. I don't even know who this person is. Really? Okay. This I is... don't even know who this person is. This will actually be kind of informative then, I, I, I think. Uh, that's so interesting. Uh, but, but I mean, also not interesting. Uh, <laughs> and, and if you don't know what we're talking about, because we haven't actually said it yet, but uh, we're having a real human being search. Oh. It's a theme. being Sarge. That's a great, that's a great little stick. Yeah. That's a great, that's a, that's, I'm, I'm proud of that one. Um, interesting. Yeah. So I was actually going to start off by asking you this, uh, about Charlie Chan, what, what you uh, know or what you don't know. Um, so absolutely not. Yeah. It's funny because without giving totally a lot away, but, um, I'm, uh, I'm going to assume the following. I'm yeah. going to assume the following. Go ahead. Ready? Comedian. Okay. Me too. That's what I'm going with. A comedian. 
too. Okay, uh, I'll tell you, you're kind of half-ish right. Um, uh, so, so, um, one of the last episodes that we had, uh, I believe is the comic book one, uh, where I showed a, um, a parody, quote-unquote, right. of, um, right. Shang-Chi, uh, yep. Uh, the 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 superhero the Chinese superhero and I will say that this 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 topic of Charlie Chan connects to that in okay ways. okay so uh, all right well well I'll just we'll get into I'll it. just let you ex- I'll I'll let you explain what's going on here sure you know uh, okay um so this is this is about Charlie Chan who uh, we will learn about through this process here and yes I did write down. Uh, how many notes are these? Uh, there's like four pages that are. I'm not going to read every single one, but uh, just some backup quotes just in case. Anyways, uh, here we go. Uh, Earl Dare Biggers. Mm-hmm. Great name, that's, right off the bat. That's a name. Earl Dare name. Biggers. Uh, he grew up in Ohio, and then he studied at Harvard. He wrote for the Lampoon while he was there, that famous, you know, like, newspaper yep, satirical yep. thing. Uh, he wrote yeah. for the Lampoon, newspapers, he wrote various plays, fictions, uh, before his most popular character was born in 1919. Okay, okay. So we are, we are in the early 20th century. Yep. Charlie Chan was born... Okay, that's the character. Yes, he's the character. He was born after Biggers read about two Chinese-American detectives in, Honol- in the Honolulu police force. Uh, Chang Apana and Lee Fook. Um, okay. yeah. Mostly people focus on Apana, so that's what I'm also going to do to Chang, um, because it sounds like Chan, I guess. And because, uh, I don't know, it's just kind of cool that way. Here, this is Chang. Chang Apana. Okay. Okay. Oh, cool. Looks like pretty hard dude. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's he's wearing a suit and tie. Uh, yeah, looks ethnically Ch- Chinese. Um, but yeah, definitely like a grizzled face, kind of like scarred and yeah. stuff. You know, looks tough. Yeah, he's definitely tough. Uh, so it's it's funny because uh, Chang was born in 1871 in Hawaii. Uh, he had multilingual skills, so it allowed him to create a wide network of informants. He was also a master okay. of disguise and had a meticulous eye for detail. Nice, nice. There, there is this one story about him. He disguised himself as a beggar and, like, you know, infiltrated this uh, uh, gambling ring or something. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, Chang had worked as a cowboy and would walk the beat with a bullwhip. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and uh, if if you see the, uh, he has like a scar over his right his across his right yeah. um eye there he was he was yeah. he was slashed by a guy when he was uh, uh like with a knife so yeah Jeez. um so pretty, okay. cool. Pretty, guy's yeah, pretty, pretty cool pretty cool <laughs> apparently he once arrested 40 gamblers in one night and without a gun that's that's impressive yeah and where was he working uh at honolulu Hon- honolulu wow. Look at that. Yeah, and and he worked. It's something that I didn't look into, but there's there are such things as uh, uh, Hawaiian cowboys, which is strange. Oh, cool. Um, uh, Chang, this is this is a little bit like going back and forth in time here, but uh, Chang met Biggers, the white author, uh, in 1928, and he, he apparently watched and loved the movies that came out afterward. Okay. Um, as as a little bit of a side story here too, 
uh, Chang visited the set of The Black Campbell, which was in 1931, uh, uh-huh. and is the only movie that was actually shot in Honolulu. And he met the okay. actor who was playing him, who was Warner Long, uh, and they got a picture together. And it's a bit of a uh, thing because it's Chang next to Charlie Chan. Yeah. Okay. I see it. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you notice any differences between the two the two people? Well, one is clearly corpulent uh comparative to the other mm-hmm. uh they got a little mustache going on yeah and i'm going to assume that the other guy is not chinese uh <laughs> yeah chang looks the same pretty much i mean he looks yeah. older but he's still skinny yeah. he's you know yeah. still the other guy kind of looks yeah. like the other guy looks like tim curry kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that's Warner Alon, who uh, yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> can you guess? He's not actually Chinese. You you did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's he's Swedish descent, actually. Uh, okay, look at that. Uh, but yeah, and and he's he's rather bigger and uh, fatter. But uh, on the scene on the on the set of the Black Camel, um, there's one scene where. Uh, uh, somebody tells Charlie Chan that he ought to have a lie detector. He's like, you know, you ought to have a lie detector. Detector. Yes, you need a lie detector. Lie detector? Yes, it's an invention that detects instantly when anyone is telling a lie. Oh, I see. You mean a wife. I have one. Nice. And Chang, <laughs> Chang laughed and laughed, apparently. He thought that joke was hilarious. So, there you go. uh... Well... <laughs> So, so yeah, so, so Chang obviously does not look at all like the character of Charlie Chan. Um, no. Charlie Chan did not share the athletic ability of Chang. Uh, he's always described as portly gentleman who uh, walks daintily, though. So he's like, you know, uh, fat, but he's dainty. He's got, he's got petite feet. Exactly. Um, he dresses in Western suits, and he likes Panama hats. Uh, he's a bit fuzzy, and he has a very funny speech pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, to me, when I first was thinking about this, I'm like, oh, it's Hercule Poirot. I don't know if you've ever watched any of his movies. Uh, oh, yeah. A classic. But he came out around the same time in the 1920s, and it was like, was Biggers just ripping off Poirot? Uh, <laughs> I could have. Um, but Chan's first appearance was in, the no- in a novel in 1924, The House Without a Key. It was uh, chapter seven entitled "Enter Charlie Chan." I mean, you know, it. If it, okay, we'll keep talking. But I am actually quite fascinated by this because my pick of the week relates to this. Interesting. Um, uh, so, yeah. in in the first novel, um, there are certainly some cringeworthy moments uh, from that book. For example, it says, "No knife are present in the neighborhood of crime." Uh, he said in a high sing-song voice, the slant eyes blinked with pleasure. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, you know. I'm hearing the voice. I'm hearing the voice that I would do for this character. But at the same, and at the same time, you know, at the same time, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Uh, he's also like the most skilled detective ever. He's competent. He's polite. He has impeccable mm-hmm. character. Uh, Biggers himself opposed the negative treatment of Chinese Americans, the idea of the yellow peril, um, and he wrote the character with this idea in mind. Um, uh, this is a quote from Yunta Huang, who wrote kind of a book that was re-examining the legacy of Charlie Chan, and uh, right. which is itself 
kind of controversial because a lot of people are like, you know, uh, Juan is actually, he's, he's like, he was born in China and then he moved to America. So people are like, oh, you aren't actually like Asian American. You don't really get, you know, like it, it's this weird thing that it gets to do this. But uh, yeah. I'm borrowing a lot of stuff from his book, basically, or segments of his book that I read because I didn't read all of it. Uh, but but uh, Juan says, Charlie Chan is far from the emasculated Chinaman his critics have claimed he is. Anyone with a passing knowledge of the movies or novels would know that Chan can be as mentally brazen and competitive as Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan. Unlike the Kung Fu movies, uh, Chan reveals Chinaman as a sage, a wise, responsible, calm uh, man who also happens to be a hilarious wisecracker. And he really is. Like, uh, some of the, in the movies, which I'm the most familiar with, he has some great um, lines. For example, he says, uh, Mind like parachute, only function when open. <laughs> or, Optimist sees only donut, pessimist sees whole. <laughs> Let's see, what's, okay, uh, one last one here. Let's see. Have two ears, but can only hear one thing at time. So throughout the movies and the books, he just cracks wise like that all the time, uh, and 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 it's it's honestly one of the best parts of the movies. The crest of the Borgias. I was told it would get me transportation to the castle. Very well, sir. Most grateful for companionship on long desert journey. You're the new cook or houseboy, Lieutenant Chan, Honolulu Police, imitating weekend guests. Is that so? Uh, your name is uh... Watson King. I specialize in minding my own business. Very lonesome pastime. Is he dead? No heart strong enough to hold bullet. I'm speaking as an expert criminologist. Expert is merely a man who makes quick decisions and is sometimes right. In darkness, sometimes difficult to distinguish hawk from vulture. There's one wife in a million, Charlie. Correction, please. Also have excellent wife in same million. Wife, after giving you 13 kids, she's an institution. To put it in historical context, though, the Chinese Exclusion Act was still in law, which, you know, kept people from immigrating. The Immigration Act of 1924 kept foreign-born Asiatic from uh, uh, American citizenship. Chinese workers regulated to the most dangerous, expendable railroad ro railroad work, you know, uh, subjected yep. to menial jobs, the stereotype of the Chinese laundry, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, so like, you know, in context, this was actually like fairly progressive for the day. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a controversial opinion here. Sure. Um, but I'll just do it anyway. So like, here we have a character who clearly is, um, here is clearly like you know got some people you know there's a bit of stereotyping going on right obviously um, but you've got all these points where it's like uh the character is also shown as like a wise sage is a, you know is clearly intelligent yada yada and the and the, the author clearly um is not trying to be derogatory wouldn't it be the kind of the same deal as with poirot like poirot is this fat belgian who like goes around and loves eating food and like there are negative stereotypes associated with his um like he doesn't speak english very well um mm -hmm. but like does that get a pass just because he's also white kind of thing yeah i, I think the idea of like punching down kind of comes into yeah. play because it's it is yeah. it is a little bit like 
you know, it like is, the yeah. Asian Americans, they had they had this other stuff yeah. to, you know, come yeah. up against. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, and I'm not a I'm not an expert in anything like this, so I'm I'm not you know, I can't I can't say definitively, and I'm definitely not Asian, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna definitively say like no, this is offensive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like in context, it, I think one of the things that gets lost. Um, is that yeah it was particularly um progressive for the time i'm not sure if biggers like it's kind of a patronizing white guy to have to be like you know oh well i'm gonna make it better for everybody else but in a way it's it's it would be great if like a chinese person or an asian person wrote this character and wrote him well because one of the things about charlie chan is that i think he he is a great character he is he's very poor like um so what what know. brought about this this search? I guess I'm just curious. Yeah, that's that's like... uh, well. So <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Charlie Chan, honestly. Uh, <laughs> I uh, all forty ish uh, movies, most of them, maybe not all of them, but uh, most of the most famous ones are all on YouTube. Uh, Mark and I have been just going through them a bunch and just like finding a lot of joy because they're pretty fun um mm. not not just these but other other black and white movies but these were just in particular ones that we we come back to sometimes um but uh yeah how do you find out like does your, does your dad be like i used to watch these when i no no not at all i mean so we started with one that was probably even less famous than charlie chan because charlie chan is probably the most famous in terms of these but uh, Mr. Moto, who is played by oh, Peter yeah. Lorre, uh, who's kind of the yeah. Japanese version. Um, but if you know anything what Peter Lorre looks like, he's kind of a gremlin-looking yeah. dude with like these weird, you know, like buggy kind of eyes. So he's like, yes, master. He's kind of like a Igor-like looking yeah. guy. And then it's yeah. the thing that's insane to me, regardless of whether or not he's doing a Japanese guy or not, is he's just this gremlin. And everybody else around him is supposed to treat him like he's like a normal guy. They're like, oh, hello, Mr. Moto. Uh, yes, you're one of the best uh, agents because he's more of a secret agent guy more of a spy um they're like oh yes you're you know you're great you're awesome i i i think you're you're perfect or whatever they have to treat him like he's normal and he's there going like yes i i i understand i am very very master he doesn't he doesn't really say master but like it's it's this weird voice that he has he looks like Gollum, kind of which is just to me (laughs) the location of the pistol indicates it could have fallen from the hand of the dead man but there's also the possibility that it might have been placed there by a murderer. You gentlemen, as uh, students of criminology, must determine which is correct. And uh, to get off on a tangent, the, the very first Mr. Moto movie is, uh, is my favorite because it's incomprehensible at first where... <laughs> There's a guy who's disguised as this uh, a person. He's like a beggar, and he goes into this curio shop. And then the guy's like, "We're we're closed." But then the the beggar sees something, uh, and then he like brings out a gun and shoots the guy in the shop. 
And then he runs away, so he's a murderer. You don't know anything. There's no context given at all. Then they cut to a cruise ship okay. where you're introduced to first to Mr. Moto, where it's revealed that he was the beggar. And one of the very first things he does is there's this, like, sailor guy who's tailing him, and he, like, he, right. he throws him out the porthole. So in the first, like, <laughs> ten minutes, you see him murder two people without, like... Mark and I were at the time being like, oh, my God, he's the bad guy. Like, what the hell? Is it, they're going to be like, oh, there's a murderous serial killer who's on board. <laughs> But he turns out to be the good guy, which is just, it's, it's, it's funny because there's no context given or whatever. So, um, yeah, mm -hmm. that's good. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where this came from. Um, uh, uh, but, but in terms of Biggers himself, uh, uh, Chad was like shockingly, uh, popular. And he he was he was also surprised at the at the the success. And he wrote a response to a, a reporter who was asking this question. He wrote in Chan's voice. So this is, this is Chan responding to the reporter, um, and he says, uh, "Boss looks me over and puts me in a novel, House Without a Key. You are a minor character always." He explains, "No major feelings, please. Your background is as province. Keep it as far back as humanly possible." Huh. Uh, Story begins with a serial career, and the public gets stirred up. They demand fuller view of my humble self. What is the approximate date being of my next Charlie Chan story, they acquire of the box. And boy, is my face red. Boss glares at me, plenty gloomy. Good lord, am I saddled with you for the rest of your existence? You could be saddled with a horse, I bristle. How could I write of Chinese? I could not distinguish a Chinese man from a Wall Street broker. Chinese man would be the one who sold you the most honest securities. Uh, yeah. So he, he he inserts all of this like humor into it, and, and it is it is a yeah. big part of the movies. But but Biggers went on after the success. He went on to just write Charlie Chan novels, just him alone as a character, as opposed to being a side character. Um, and in 1930, he earned more than seventeen thousand dollars in royalties, which is over a quarter of a million dollars in 2020 dollars. Yeah. So he's kind of raking it in. Yeah, for sure. Um, Chan would be in movies, comic books, radio plays. Uh, I have a comic book title right here. Uh, it's approved by the Comics Code Authority, which is pretty funny. So it was it was on sale right next to Archie. Hmm. Jeez. Yeah. Um, and he made his Hollywood start in 1926. Uh, Japanese actor George Kuwa was portraying the portly detective and ironically that was the first time was also like the last time <laughs> that right. the, the character was done by an asian actor so yeah <laughs> um what uh what was sort of the reign of like how long did this phenom last so um the first movie was in 1926 and most of the most famous ones uh which were done by uh these three actors warner lawn Sidney Tollier and Ronald Winters, or Sidney Toller, I'm not sure exactly how to say his name, but th those guys are like the three probably most famous actors who did him. Mm -hmm. They were all active around like the 40s, 30s, 40s, and then towards the 50s it starts to, um, I'm pretty sure they weren't making them at that point. But it actually wasn't until the 1970s with the Hanna-Barbera cartoon which was called The Amazing Chan and the Chan Clan. <laughs> the Amazing Chan and the Chan Clan. 
Charlie was voiced by Keely Keely Luke, who actually was uh, was number one son, uh, who was Lee Chan, who's number one son, uh, who would help um, help Charlie on his mysteries. So if you look at that comic book thing, there's um, yeah. you know there's a black guy and then there's uh, another Asian guy standing next to Charlie. Uh, the the Asian guy uh, was his son, who kind of like Robin. Uh, he was, uh, I'll get to it, but he was always like, all of his sons are all like these all American, uh, yeah. guys who are like, gee, pop, where are we going next? Or whatever. And they're all, they're always, they're always like kind of comic relief, but they're all these like all American, like go getters to just mm-hmm. find funny. Now is our happiest when hands are busiest. Then I ought to be as happy as a lark. I've been shining shoe since 5 a.m. Oh, why did you do it, Pop? And just when I was on the trail of the Strangler. Man can more safely search for gold if world thinks he dig ditch. You mean by working on the boat, I can help you better? You can't. Pop, I got a case that will knock your hat off. Can remove hat without assistance, thank you. Sounds awful screwy to me. Son's grammar, result of expensive American education. My gosh, Pop, are you a mind reader? If mine not too small. Gee, Pop, am I glad to see you. Um, but Keely Luke actually also played Kato in The Green Hornet and Master hmm. Poe in the Kung Fu 70s series. He was like the, the blind master. So he had a really big career, <laughs> is my point. Um, <laughs> Biggers, on learning that Oland would be playing Chan, wrote to his publisher... I hope to heaven he understands what sort of character Charlie is. He's not a sinister Fu Manchu. And in 1933, Olan made a trip to Shanghai. He was celebrated by movie audiences there for bringing life the first positive Chinese character. Um, he also learned like Chinese calligraphy and stuff. Uh, so, you know, he, he kind of put it on there. In 1981, Peter Ustinov starred in Charlie Chan and the Curse of the Dragon Queen, so they're making it into the 80s, which is insane. Damn. There was definitely, like, a, a drop, I would say, like, at the end of the 40s, and then they had the TV, the Hanna-Barbera cartoon in the 70s, and then they had this one movie in the 80s. Uh, the 90s actually had plans for Chan to be starring in a more kung fu-style movie, which is really funny. Uh and from a uh, New York Times article at the time, it said, uh, Mr. Granat, who is the guy who was going to be in this project, said, uh, the Chan of the 90s will be tough. Uh, the original <laughs> Chan didn't get into physical situations. Our Chan will be a lot more adventurous. Uh, it was also set to, to feature a female star who was going to turn into the sexy sleuth love interest. <laughs> so... Which is really crazy to think about because um, the whole thing about Charlie is that he he has a wife and he's a pretty devoted family man and he has like 13 or 14 kids, um, which yep. is just funny. And from a personal perspective, uh, like uh, the the movies are just, they're, they're great examples of kind of vaudevillian type uh, comedy of the time and just to see truly like what people were doing uh at that era um it's just kind of cool and, and and to see that people were like breaking kind of conventions and having these sharp witty dialogue even back then it's just it's it's kind of funny to see 
So I've talked a lot about it. I, I want to show you um, a little bit of why I think they're funny. Are you seeing uh, Charlie Chan at the circus right there? Uh, I am, yes. Okay. So th this is this is one of the very many ones that he did. This was with Warner Alon. Uh, this is him at the circus. But what we're going to see is just, and you don't really need sound or anything for it because uh, mm -hmm. it's a visual gag. Uh, but uh, we're going to see him uh, uh, enter his circus with his with his family, and something you know, there's like a there's like a murder that happens, and he has to solve it. But um, so we're seeing a ticket ticket guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that family. Hey, tickets. Five, Thank you so much. So we see Charlie enter with like his fourteen kids, uh, and yeah. they're all lined up like smallest to largest, and they keep on they keep on thumbing behind them because he's like, "Where are yep. your tickets? Where are your tickets?" And they're like, "Behind, behind." And then it comes to Charlie, and he has his 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 hands full yeah. of peanuts, and then he leans over, and all the tickets are stuck in his hat. Uh, <laughs> it's just a funny visual gag yeah. that, that I love. Um, this 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 one in general is like one of my favorites because uh, there's murders that are happening in the uh, in the train cars uh, or, or in in the circus and what it turns out is that a guy has been dressing up as a gorilla in a gorilla costume. <laughs> Spoilers, by the way, and murdering people under the guise of having a, an ape escape from the zoo, like the. the oh, that's brilliant. So that's brilliant. I think that's just really funny. Um, that's funny. So uh, they're fun. Um, anyways, uh, one of the other things that I that I really want to mention is uh, he had a chauffeur, um, whose name Birmingham Brown. Uh, who the actor was uh, Manton Moreland. And again, I'm not an expert on minstrelsy or anything, which is not a good way to start any sentence. Uh, but Manton Moreland was a black actor who was like very vaudeville. He, he worked a lot of small shows. And this was probably his biggest role. And I think he is... Right. I think he's fucking brilliant in these series. So <laughs> we're gonna watch right now uh, uh, is uh, just just a just a, a short little thing from uh, Charlie Chan in the trap, and uh, just this visual physical comedy is great. The Chinese. I'll put an end to this. I met a detective, the world's greatest detective. His name is Jimmy Chan, great Chinese detective. He's gonna get a phone call that uh, in the middle of the night, and just how he reacts to it. Is, is just funny to me. He's getting a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he puts his alarm clock under his pillow because he thinks it's his alarm yeah. clock. But the, the thing keeps on going. Mr. <laughs> he puts the phone underneath his pillow too. <laughs> then he realizes she's saying, murder, murder. Hello. This is Mr. Chan's resident. Mr. Chan. Jimmy, Jimmy! Murder, it's murder! That gets those detectives, it's all they understand! Don't let a She's saying, Jimmy, Jimmy! Because this Chinese girl is trying to call Jimmy, who's number two son, who's, uh, so his second son. And, uh, but all the girls are trying to say stuff, so they're like, murder, murder! And she keeps saying, Jimmy! Yes, murder, murder! 
Jimmy, Jimmy, he's murdered. Hold on now, be calm. Don't get excited. Be calm, everybody. Now. I'm with you. Wait a minute. So he's calm. like, oh man, wait, Jimmy's wait, been wait, murdered. Wait, wait, you say that he, yeah. he tries to get a pen. He puts the he puts the he puts the phone in the, the drawer. He brings up the, the alarm clock to his ear instead. That's all right. Hold it. Tries to get a thing. He puts it back in the drawer. He's got a. It's like he's juggling everything at the yeah. time. He puts it back in the right. thing. He puts, he puts the, the alarm clock in the receiver. Of course, Charlie's already dressed and ready to go. Where, where uh, right, of course. Uh, uh, 26 Malibu Drive. He just knows something about this. Charlie's just Jimmy. smart. Oh, this yeah. afternoon, he must have had a date. But them girls said he just got murdered. I can understand the girl part of it's a rest of it. We go. I mean, I guess that's. Well, I'm just, I'm just sort of fascinated when we look at, you know, like historical contextual. Like you said, like yeah. this was pretty, this was pretty ahead of its time mm-hmm. in a lot of ways in the 30s. For like being like, no, we're gonna have a character who's Chinese and is, like, not the punching bag. Yeah, all the time. Specifically, uh, he's he's definitely not. I mean, he he will c- crack wise with everybody and like make fun of himself for his own weight and everything, but. It yeah. feels like he's a real, and same with Manton Moreland, uh, the the black guy that we just saw. It feels like he's a real character. He's not like, you know, just being like, oh man, I'm a I'm an ancient, yeah. you know, Chinese guy, or I'm like a oh I'm a scared black, you know, guy. It's it's like there, there's a lot of comedy to it, and there's a lot of like funness to it and and and, yeah. and all the all of his sons are so great too because they're always so hyper eager to get everything done but they're usually the comic relief because they like you know mess things up and everything um uh, Matt Moreland the the black guy that we just saw actually he was in the running to be one of the three stooges uh like they were talking about oh we should get him as one of the three stooges mm-hmm. and he lost out to Matt Besser's grandfather joe besser i forget if his grandfather oh. <laughs> or something but yeah he was like the last stooge and he took away matt and Moreland's uh opportunity to be a stooge which is just like oh well screw you matt besser <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> anyways. but uh there's there's so much skill in the writing and the a lot of the physical performance that uh, that it's just a lot of it is really charming, especially from an old movie perspective, I, I think. And um, that's my pitch uh, uh, to, to watch some of them because <laughs> they can be really fun. I uh, think, um, yeah. Oh, what did you say about, uh, like, this, oh, that was, a, uh, I had the unfortunate uh, privilege of watching Gone with the Wind recently. Oh, uh, I hate that one. I know. It's I just hate movie. that. Like beyond any of the racist <laughs> shit, I I hate oh, yeah. that movie just in terms of like it just oh god. I could it's go just on. a miserable movie because it's like it, well, I mean, like the thing that I'm just interested to see, like here's a movie coming out at the same time, right? So 1939, yes. Gone with the Wind. Right. right. So same era, and we have two radically different approaches to how to portray race as like a concept for people to mm-hmm. consume so in in the clip that you showed me here we have a family of chinese americans who are enjoying america who are accepted by americans who are mm-hmm. let into the fair who are like you know just being people right everybody's chill with that and then you have gone with the wind which i know is supposed to portray like an antebellum kind of you know world but it's still has this like weird parsimonious reek of weirdness 
uh, throughout all of it. I don't know. It's just it's just so interesting to see that there's these two strains of thought within like within the same industry too. And it's not like both were both were popular, right? Like both were. Yeah. No. Uh, totally. That that that's such a good point that you're making there because yeah, both of them were very successful. I mean, Gone with the Wind is like one of the most successful movies of all time. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, see, like uh, you know, just this is gonna be a weird statement. Disregard the racism of uh, Gone with the Wind. The movie sucks on like a plot level. Oh, like, hell I, yes, yes. Like I, I don't like Scarlet's character. Is Scarlet like, is horrible. Everybody's I just, horrible. Like, I hate everybody I just don't, in that movie. I just the rat is the only one i care about because at least he's honest with himself at least he goes yeah i am kind of a shit heel and like that's who i am and he's a rapist yeah no like, i know he's, there's I, that scene where she's like you I know, know beating herself i remember when we watched that and i was in a, a room full of other like college students we were doing this for a civil war yeah. class in 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 college and i remember just being like so taken aback by that scene and like all of them were like somehow swept up in the romance or something. I don't understand how you could read that yeah. that scene. I don't know, uh, but but yes, I agree. I mean, Rhett, and Cary Grant himself uh, is apparently was like one of the coolest people when it came to like you know race relations yeah. or whatever on 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 the scene of like you know yeah. um, the the uh, the one who played the Mammy character. I think Hattie yeah. Hattie McDonald. She got she uh, nominated for an Oscar for the Howard Charles. Yeah, she she's well, like and and there was this. I remember there was this um this script that was going around for a while that was about her. Like it was going to be a biopic about her. They did like a table read of, and it was it was pretty good. And and a lot of it was about um about that movie because yeah, she was not like like a lot of other African Americans did not like that she did that movie um right even though she's like yeah i don't know yeah. <laughs> probably the best person in it in terms of like yeah. you know, character wise moral yeah morals and whatnot. but yeah no scarlet yeah. is so horrible i hate and, like... then, and then when they talk and then when they get married and then they have that little brat of a kid i'm like i don't care yeah. about this kid either she gets like I would... kicked off a she horse or whatever horse. yeah yeah. Uh, the thing that I'd say about like um, with Scarlet is like I would like that character more if she learned her lesson halfway through the film, but she learns her lesson in the last thirty seconds of the film. Like she realizes like, oh, I'm also a horrible person. <laughs> but if she had just like learned that she was a horrible person halfway through the film, when it would there was definitely a a a, a, a plot beat where she could have learned I'm a bad person. Yeah. Like. There's a distinct plot beat where she goes like, "Oh, like I'm reflecting on myself, and like it's mm-hmm. I'm maybe not a good person." And then she doubles down. It's like, "No, no, no, I still want Ashley." It's like such a dumb fucking movie. I just yeah. don't understand how anybody ever liked it. And it's like char- four like, hours long or yeah, whatever. The characters oh, aren't likable. I just don't like the characters. So how could you sit there and watch a movie and be like, "Yep, that's exactly a movie that I want to watch," you know? I just get down to Rogue One again. We're gonna complain about yeah. that now. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Don't threaten me with a good time, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, and, and and one of the things that you said kind of stuck out to me where you're like, yeah, it's it's a Chinese family, it's a bunch of Asian yep. Asian actors, and they're allowed to just be like Americans, they're allowed to be people. And I think that's a really yep. important part of it is like because his his char- Charlie Chan as a character um, and, and his son and uh, all these other people, because uh, his son was played by Asian actors, um, you know, like Keely Wu is is an Asian guy, Asian American, grew up in like California, I think. Um, 
but uh like they're not paragons of virtue either they're not like so far swinging in the other direction they're they are they do have their own flaws and their own like you know foibles and stuff and it's like they are complete people Mm -hmm. um so i I think that i really appreciate that aspect of a lot a lot of these movies um but but really in terms of the the like backlash to charlie chan i mean it happened at the time but the like like when they were making them of course uh but the real big one that kind of got him hashtag canceled was in the 1980s uh, a lot of uh right. asian american writers and stuff uh, frank chin uh, jessica hagedorn uh they protested against it um hagedorn wrote a mo- uh, 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 book that says something i think it's just charlie chan is dead they called him a mm-hmm. yellow uncle tom they, they called it like a, he's holding a parable of, of racial order, the original Asian whiz kid. Um, Elaine Kim in 1993 wrote, uh, Gone for Good is his yellow face asexual bulk, his fortune cookie English. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, which, again, I'm not an expert. I'm never going to take that away from any of these people um, because I think that if they think this or if they're talking about it, like it's probably yeah. valid. Um but one of the things that that Juan, the 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 author that I read from before, one of the things that he makes out in his book and kind of the thesis of his book is this. He says Charlie Chan is America's most ins- identifiable Chinaman. He I, epitomizes both the racial heritage and the creative genius of this nation's culture. Make no mistake, Charlie Chan is an American stereotype of the Chinaman. Anyone who believes that Chan is Chinese would probably also believe that the fortune cookie is a Chinese invention. Charlie Chan is as American as Jack Kerouac. Uh, Charlie Chan's Chinatown beat, like jazz, is a distinctly American brand, not a Chinese import. And Kiwi Luke, actually, he said there was a comment that Chan demeans the race. He says, demeans, my God, we're making the best damn murder mysteries in Hollywood. So that like there were definitely supporters of him at the time, um, mm-hmm. and this idea that Chan is like he's a totally purely American character, I think is yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, what's more Amer- What's more American than an immigrant? I don't know. It's a sort of. Yeah. I mean, I get, I get why people would have reservations against him. Mm-hmm. Like I told, I'm like you said, I'm not going to take that away. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not my place to, mm-hmm. um, especially if I was, you know an author within the Hollywood community. I'd want to see different representations go forward, but uh, it's just sort yeah. of one of those things. That I just wonder in context, right? That's a, yeah. it's an interesting. Yeah, no. And, and, and I guess, I guess my main part of this is just uh, maybe give these movies a chance. Uh, you know, like they're all on YouTube. You can, you can take a look. Um, there you can watch them they're all about a lot of them are like under an hour or like just just an hour and like 13 or something um Mm -hmm. so they're pretty short short watches um compared to a lot of modern movies and um i think there's a lot to learn from them and no they're they're they are cringeworthy a lot of times it is you know yellow face for sure um but at the same time there is a certain amount of humanity that comes out and uh i just find that really interesting that those things can exist at the same time you know mm-hmm. um yeah uh yeah and if you were to start off with one uh my personal suggestion one of my favorites is uh 
uh, at the Charlie Chan at the circus, but there's in Shanghai is also a really good one. Charlie Chan and the Trap is really good. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of good ones out there. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 weirdly I don't know what my the point of it was, but I think is really interesting. That's my point. <laughs> I, I I know I literally this is the first time I've heard of this character. That's so interesting to me because um, nothing. I definitely at least heard of him before actually watching the movies, but like I wasn't. I think it's a strictly American thing. We just like, or maybe I'm just dumb. I mean, no, that's totally that's that could be it. Um, but uh, but yeah, the most famous uh, Chinese detective maybe ever, at least in America, definitely. I don't know if they have that genre. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's, it, he he's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, uh, if if they were to do this movie today, if they were to reboot, they probably never could. But if they were to reboot Charlie Chan, I think you have a lot of elder statesmen kind of Chinese actors who, if they yeah. did feel like it was a cool thing, I mean, you could go with like Chow Yun Fat would be great. I, was, I just, think I just thought of Chow Yun Fat. Yeah, uh, I think that guy would help. I think Jackie Chan could even do it. I think. Yep. Um, I think B.D. Wong would be really good. Um, I think you have a lot of people that could, like, pull from that and, and make him a funny, complete character, though. Um, and, 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 like, his son, number one son, that could be, like, John Cho or um, uh, or maybe Randall Park or something like that. I know he's Korean, technically, but... Uh, uh, still, I don't know. You, you have a lot of options, I guess. Um yeah. Totally. So, uh, not not that they should Steven, remake it, but if they were to, did you, say, did you say Stephen Chow? Because it could be Stephen. Stephen Chow. Chow. Yeah. Sorry. No. Totally yeah. forgot about him. Uh, Stephen Chow would be great, <laughs> definitely too. Um, He's already got that comedic timing. I feel like he if if Stephen Chow made a Charlie Chan film, I would be like because he's got that well you think about like you think about his movies you mean like right? kung they're fu so, hustle and all those things yeah they're yeah. so rhythmic right like they're already so physically comedic i feel like he could work that angle of that sort of 30s because he's like that would be really interesting a lot of his actually. styles come from like the 30s right like that sort of silent movie tradition he's talked to, like a lot of those hong kong directors and actors have talked about how um mm-hmm. like our legacy or, or where we come from is this uh like the silent, you know, Buster Keaton and uh, yeah, totally. That that famous one of Buster Keaton with the barn falling on him or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 totally. Um, yeah, hey, you know that's that's a good pull. I, I like that uh, as a director, definitely. It, it, okay, it will never we... happen, and no. that might be for the best. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's kind of interesting to think about. <laughs> Uh, Shall we uh, pause there and, and yeah, save? I, I think I think I think that's a that's a Bing that's a Bing search. That's, that's a Bing the man. That's a Bing man a... for a Bing. That's a Bing search for a Bing man. And, I uh, learned something new today. Yeah, uh, and I I hope I get to watch them sometime with you sitting beside me. Sure, so we can snuggle like we used to. Yeah, <laughs> snuggle a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it said romance was in your future. Ooh. <laughs> When we return, our picks of the week. And my pick might be romance. Uh, <laughs> 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 
So this music is from the uh, really bad movie Birdemic. Birdemic is one of those really famous, uh, really bad movies. Got popular making fun of on the internet for a while. Um, we somehow got on this topic, and you can hear about it in the end after credits, but we somehow got on this song, and I couldn't remember where it was from until uh, later on, and I just wanted to include it. But it is not Bob's Burgers unfortunately. One thing I wanted to mention about Charlie Chan, uh, specifically Matt Moreland, who I think is still a brilliant vaudevillian actor. Not that this makes things better, but Matt Moreland is not the first chauffeur character, actually. Um, in Charlie Chan and Reno, there is a white driver who is introduced, and he pretty much is the same exact things as Matt Moreland does later on when he kind of takes over the role. I know that that um, black acting comes with a uh, history of purposely making actors, black actors, be inferior in terms of these different things. So there's definitely still an element of that. But I did just want to mention that there was a bit of a precedent. I'm still developing on these uh ideas i'm really not sure where to go with them uh, i just find it really interesting that uh something like this exists and has a lot of i think positive things to it even with all the negatives i think it's worth examining though um, especially in this day and age when uh there's plenty of uh racism to go around on all accounts lastly we have our picks of the week uh, I love my Buffalo Bills, and uh, editing that section at, here at the end was uh, <laughs> weirdly emotional. Uh, yeah, but happy 2021, and uh, see you on the other side. Uh, our last our last segment picks of the week uh our first picks of the week for the year 2021 oh wow wow pretty cool and season five i wonder what they'll be oh no Ooh, i'm so excited oh, oh. <laughs> uh do you want to go first or should i that's always the classic question. Uh, I'm ready, so whatever you, you know. If you, I'm, I'm, I've got mine locked. <gasps> and the odd right. occurrence. Yeah. Alden already has his prepared. I know, and it that and never it relates, happens. It relates to uh, what we were just talking about. Uh, well, you can go first. Then. That's that's totally cool. All right. So I have I got a check uh, for like a, or not a check. I got a a gift certificate. Oh, okay. A gift certificate. Yeah for a bookstore in town and i went there and i was like i could buy a DD book and then i was like nay i already have enough DD books so i looked around <laughs> and i saw a big black volume and it's the centenary edition of conan the barbarian
Barbarian. So it's not as novels, it's the it's the short stories. It's when they got the, the early years huh. of Conan. Because the, the novels of Conan didn't come out until the six, uh, 50s. So they're sort of like the, the predecessors, as it were. Really? Wait, um, the novels didn't come out? That's so yeah, weird. The novels came out later huh. than the short stories, which was for real weird tales. Um, so I've been reading through Conan the Barbarian. And it's my first time reading it. I've never read Conan. And my God, two things that become very well. Three things I want to talk about. First, this is where D and D came from. Anybody who says D and D is from Lord of the Rings is a a, a moron. <laughs> it's just wrong because it's so clear. This is where Gygax got his inspiration from. We've talked about this before, but this is like Gygax read this stuff. We know he did. He's talked about it, and it's transparently clear that all of his design choices was to allow him to be Conan. Sure. That, that was that was the goal of D and its initial thing. It's about people going into a dangerous place because all the Conan stories are the same thing. Conan goes into a weird place where there's magic. Yep. Magic is bad and dangerous yep. and not very understandable. Conan, totally. using his superior skills as a rogue slash fighter, gets out of trouble. Usually yep. gets some hot babe, and then just like pieces out. It's like, haha, I love living. Um, yeah, yeah. So you have this very like. It's it's very clear that's like the fundamental root of of mm -hmm. what Gygax wanted. Um, a second part, uh, Conan has kind of got like a lot of people similar similar thing happened to him within the fantasy circle or fiction circle as as H.P. Lovecraft, mm -hmm. where you know when you read it, he's writing of a time where like casual racism is is very possible. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> okay, I see the tie-in. Yeah, so that, so it's like, okay, is is he contextually ahead of his time or behind his time or on his time? So like H.P. Lovecraft was writing uh, of the time, but even people then were like, dude, you're being a bit racist. And he's like, <laughs> and even people in the 20s and 30s were like, you're being a bit much. And he's like, okay. I would say Robert E. Howard has been contextualized to be like, because he talks a lot about how like, so for example, there's these different kingdoms. And you have the Shemites, who are hook-nosed and good with money and, like, have long oh, God. hair. Right? Oh, no. You have the, 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 Kush, the Kushites, who are strong and, and swarthy and, and, and black of skin and are huge, muscular people. But they're, you know, you know things like that. He's, like, kind of glumped everybody into these social, uh, racial groups, as it were. Mm -hmm. And that's, I'm not denying that. That 100% does happen. But I will note that, like, all of his characters, uh, he he very rarely makes a big deal. Like, Conan is never like, ah, this person's a Shemite, so therefore I will, like, treat them differently. It's this mm -hmm. weird, like, patronizing racism, or, like, it's just there as a descriptor racism, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. he goes, like, this person looks this way, you know, like, you might describe somebody who's... Uh, you know, uh, big pouty lips and a you know flat nose, clearly making them black or whatever. You know, something stupid like sure, that. Sure, sure, yeah. And but it's just there to describe rather than to like say, well, then therefore they are like bad at their job or um, you know they're mm -hmm. a de degenerate race or whatever. Um, so it, it's really fascinating to read him through this, like through my lens or through the lens that I have, and yeah. be like, okay, so like he's just using it as description because all he does is just take like Europe and like switch the names around basically He's like, <laughs> you know, this is Albionia and it's clearly just Britain <laughs> so wait is Conan from uh, Britain or like where does he originate from 
Uh, Conan is from Samaria, which is, uh, like, he's a barbarian. And I love these descriptions of Conan because he's this, like, everybody describes him as being, like, a barbarian, wild and unpossessed by civilization. He's clearly more alive than everybody else. (laughs) Clearly more, like, in tune. So, like, he also is very dismissive of civilization. He doesn't think it's very... And, like, when you read it, I read about his backstory, and he's this, you know... Uh, son of a doctor in a small Texas town. He never left the same town that he was son from. of a doctor man. And he wasn't very like he was pretty. He was chronically ill as a child. He had oh. rheumatoid fever and like grew oh. up. And he he was a lot like Teddy uh, Roosevelt. Like he really wanted to show that he was kind of a man's man, right? Like he wanted to be oh. strong and tough. And he'd like carry a gun with him at all times. And he thought people. He he had a saying. He's like, if you're not my friend, you're my enemy kind of thing jeez he was like wow. but he was, but he was also very like polite and welcoming you know like you know speak softly and carry a big stick kind of mentality right like huh. interesting and people who'd meet him were expecting this kind of wild man and here's this you know oh hello how are you doing he's got little glasses on and he's you know fit, <laughs> not like uh like not conan. hulking yeah like, exactly uh, like conan would be yeah and then he t- he talks about how like you know he, he wrote a bunch of short stories but conan was his most famous and he loved writing conan like he said it came so easily um you know mm-hmm. like it was so easy for me to write it's come it just comes out and when you read it it is clear that he's just like rushing to get the story out it's just like tumbling out of him um <laughs> and i just love some of the plots in it too like he has this one where mm-hmm. um because conan does a bunch of stuff like conan's doing all sorts of things he's 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 part of this like group of mongolians who's been harassing this one kingdom so they set a trap for him by uh finding a slave woman who's like really hot and like clearly not a city dweller like a fellow barbarian slave woman and setting her up on this island where there's cliffs so they're and they like show off the woman so he because he's conan's also very like primal he's like i just love killing and screwing people so when he sees the slave woman he's like i gotta get over there so he goes over by himself and they've set a trap for him but in the meantime it turns out that this island is cursed and there's this dread sorcerer who turned himself into this massive figure of iron has come back to life and has like resurrected his old kingdom so conan has to like a all of a sudden he's in a weird situation b save the girl c get out of this trap that's set up for him and then d defeat this like demon of iron the the devil in iron as it's called Um, it's like really evocative imagery and it's very clear that the world is very hostile uh it's like a very dangerous place he clearly has robert e howard clearly hates snakes because anytime he describes snakes they're described as like disgusting creatures (laughs) (laughs) like these horrible evil things um so yeah it's uh it's it's quite the um quite the uh ride and i'm really enjoying it like Mm -hmm. i think again contextually nowadays there's a lot of stuff that you can cut it's like reading hp lovecraft a lot of time you're like ah interesting that's like our legacy but i don't think it's malicious like lovecraft like lovecraft clearly had some props uh and, and and it's clearly like yeah evident in his writing yeah like, these people okay. are lesser type thing yeah. Yeah. this one it's much more like okay that's just of the time i guess mm-hmm. like it's just you know how he do yeah well it seems uh, i always felt the vagueness that i always knew about coded mm-hmm. yeah the themes were not necessary they were more like magic is bad and mm-hmm. uh cool guys with swords are cool um it, it seemed less uh yeah less about um 
know, <laughs> putting forth a, a, an idea of racial dominance or something yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah no, I, that's interesting. I, I, it's, 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 it's a world in which I, I've definitely seen stuff about. I've never actually myself delved there. Um, I think potentially because I, I've been put off by some like modern day type Conan stuff where it just looks dumb to me. Um, yeah, I mean, which which is kind of funny. I, I mean, I, I guess I'm like influenced. I'm thinking of like you know comic books in the '90s where everybody had like huge hulking, you know, yeah. ripped stuff, and they were all like grim, dark, and and things like that. When I think of Conan the Barbarian, I think of something like that. Yeah, which uh, you know that's that's to its detriment. Uh, yeah, Conan's so. Conan's kind of like a. I, I like too that he's like he is very clearly um, you know in the alignment. He's not a good character. You know, he he has no problem. Like, uh, chaotic neutral? I wouldn't even say chaotic neutral. He's just, like, he, true neutral. Not even true. It just, he, I don't want to say neutral evil. He just doesn't. Yeah. He, care, he cares about himself and, like, proving himself and living strong and, and, and kind of to hell with everything else. Um, mm. So he, he very clearly, his moral code is, is, is much more. Um, yeah. Harsh. Than, uh, yeah. yeah. Huh. Cool. Uh, good find, though, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I, I'm really enjoying it, um, and it's it's definitely made me understand what the drive of early role playing was, which was much more in line with like having a like place to not enact a power fantasy, but more like fight something basically like it really was like <laughs> like gygax was combat heavy like you could just tell yeah. like, that's what he yeah. was interested in and then dave arneson you know he read conan but he also liked his arthurian legend his canterbury tales his mm. um you know um more darthur all these things like this which are much more narrative like much yeah, more yeah. you know so it's just definitely it, it my mind could have opened as it were yeah i mean yeah i i've definitely heard it oft said that gygax was you know the, the Conan fan. Um, so that, that's interesting to go back to the well though and see, you know, what was it really like? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to talk about D and D too. We rarely, yeah. you know, we rarely to. touch on that. Yeah. <laughs> rarely, uh... <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, that sounds like a really great pick of the week. Alden. How about you, Jacob? What's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is not surprising at all. If, uh you've been in my house on a sunday 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 my pick of the week you haven't guessed already is the buffalo bills oh what were my impressions of buffalo just like everybody else's chicken wings goo goo dolls bruce almighty Chris Berman circling the wagons and Bill's teams not finishing business. And guess what? That's still how the rest of the country looks at you. You see, in their eyes, nothing has changed. Guys, they're wrong. And they're about to find out what we already know. Everything has changed in Buffalo. I see 6,700 fans from Buffalo with the power of 67,000 fans from anywhere else in the world. And I see a squad who's about finishing business. It's not about breaking tables. 
It's not about breaking records or breaking streaks. It's about breaking wills. It's about breaking the cycle. It's about breaking the entire AFC right over their knees. Boom! Now listen, you've won the East. The Buffalo Bills are champions. You won the wild card. But you haven't won the doubters. So the way I see it, there's just one thing left to do. Win the whole damn thing. Mafia, mount up! Because Saturday night is fight night! Buffalo, let's go! Buffalo Bills are currently in the AFC Championship game, which means that if they win this game, they will go on to the Super Bowl. And uh, that's where we are right now on Saturday. Uh, they'll play on Sunday, and we'll actually ultimately know tomorrow. Who are they playing? They're playing the Chiefs, who were the uh, the um, the the last Super Bowl winners. Um, <laughs> they're number one in the league type stuff. Uh, and and you know honestly, the the thing is though, they're they deserve to be there. They're not. It's not like it's a mistake that the Bills are playing. The the Bills were number two in the league. The Chiefs are number one in the league. It makes sense. Uh, it's kind of as it should be. Um, it's not a fluke, I guess, is the big thing. Mm-hmm. And um, they have been just so fun to watch this year. And, and it's weird feeling comfortable about a team in a game, not not having that same apprehension of being like, holy shit, how do they screw this up? Mm-hmm. But um, every time Josh Allen goes back to pass, I, I'm not like worried i'm more like okay he can definitely make something happen and it it has been just so interesting during a pandemic as well Mm -hmm. for something that is so crucial to the social life and the whatever of buffalo because those those games are crazy the tailgates are crazy it's it's a big part of the city um, it's it's so ironic that it would happen during a covid year Mm -hmm. where fans aren't actually allowed in the stadium um the Bills just needed their fans to go away. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, they were allowed in the, the stadium for the last two games that they hosted, which were in the playoffs for the first time in, like, 25 years or something like that. And and they did – they made – they oh, excuse me. They made an impact in that game. Like, they, they got the Ravens to false start a couple times at their goal line because they were so loud um, that they just – you know, which is, like, that's incredible. Um and, and and so so that that is that is awesome. Uh, and uh, I will. I also want to just send. This was a hype video that they made before the uh, the Ravens, and it's really good. It gets me pumped up every single time. Kyle Brandt. Um, I'll probably lay it in at some point in this episode. They, they, they won against the Ravens, right? Yes, yes, they did. That that's why they're playing the Chiefs right now. Um, but but the real thing that I want to pick them for is is the fact that the fans have just been incredible this year in a year where there haven't been allowed in the stadium um josh allen his grandmother died uh the saturday before he was playing in a game and after it came out he, he won that game against the the seahawks but after that game was played uh and people learned about it they started donating uh to this children's hospital that that the allen family is like involved in uh in donation amounts of 17 dollars because that's his number and it just it just picked up steam and it became this big thing and they ended up raising like over a million dollars. Oh damn! Uh, which is incredible. A common saying in the fan base is "mafia means family." 
the heart and soul of the fan base is really people taking care of people. Buffalo is just, it's the spot for me and it reminds me so much of my hometown. It's where I want to be. Just the people are so good here. And in that Ravens game, uh, Lamar Jackson, who is the Ravens QB, very talented superstar, um, he got knocked down and he he, he got a concussion. Um, and so he was he had to go out of the game. And uh, after that happened, as a show of like um, respect, uh, they started donating in eight dollar increments to his favorite um, uh, charity, which is like. Um, uh, about feeding uh, uh, low-income children. Uh, $240,000 from 9,000 donors. Blessings in a backpack sometimes doesn't have that many donors in a single year. I mean, insanity in the best possible way. The Bills Mafia. I mean, I'm now a part of it. Can I be? Am I allowed to be? And, um, and so they raised like over... $300,000, something like that, yeah. for this charity for the opposite team. <laughs> um, and that to me is just such a, <laughs> it's it's a classically feel good, you know, like yeah. bright spot type, you know, local news, cheesy story. Mm. But at the same time, in a year when, you know, they haven't been able to actually be in the stadium, uh, you know, things suck, honestly. Um <laughs> The Bills are good, and the Bills fans are even better um, because they make impacts that mm -hmm. actually affect people beyond the actual game of football, um, you know. Uh, and and, and I, I just want to celebrate that. Like, Buffalo is a hard luck city, and, um, you know, it's, it's good to see these people get something to be proud of. That's my personal pick of the That's week. great. No, that's great. Um, the uh, – fuck, what's the word I was going to – I read a post, a, a Twitter, a tweet recently. Oh, a, t a twittering. A yes, twittering. A tweeting. Uh, and yeah. it was it was somebody who said, uh, "People from the people from the East Coast are nice but not kind, and people from uh -huh. the the West Coast are the reverse of that. Kind but not nice. Yeah. Okay. And whenever I, the guy was like, whenever I tell my friends from the East Coast that they understand it immediately." When I tell my friends from the West Coast that they get angry immediately, <laughs> and I actually, I actually do think that's true. Like, I do think there's a grain of truth to that. That, like, uh -huh. in my, you know, I, I know you don't say you're East Coast, but I'll just say you're, you're uh, East Coast. I'm more East Coast than you. I yeah, suppose. exactly. Uh, I just find that people from there are are generally more like, um, like willing to not put up with people's bullshit, and. Uh -huh. uh, but are still like they're not kind but they are very nice you know i feel very uh, <laughs> welcomed and loved by the people oh, whereas nice. on the west coast it's it's definitely like everybody's very polite but you know not really not really See, friendly i've always i've always thought that about just canadians yeah um, that's actually true too canadians are uh, actually kind of like canadians are very polite and, yep. and they're they're very nice in that way but they're there's something that doesn't extend all the way uh, no that's, that's sometimes that's 100 not for all of them but like for a lot of them that's 100 percent true some of them i assume are good people yeah uh, no i i would agree with that we are very polite yeah. very nice but we are not kind unless we yeah. like you it's that's... Well, yeah i i would i would say that uh i 
see when you say east coast i mean relative to you yes definitely east coast but in, in a lot of ways just interacting with more people from new york city and like having lived there before and all that other stuff um i do feel like buffalo and rochester and basically me uh, are more midwest right. not necessarily in terms of geography but in terms of like and they're basic they're based that's basically a canadian about in terms of sentiment in terms of like midwestern people are <laughs> usually usually uh the rust belt particularly yeah. that's what i'm thinking is like these kind of fat schlubs who yeah. you know are not really the most articulate and they they have like they have this weird molasses mouth that's what i so always you're talking, call but it you're talking about rich quite... evans and uh mike stakloska of red letter media right like rich yeah Evans. they'd definitely be included in like the rust belt ish type thing the molasses belt, uh, schlubby really stuck I, definitely <laughs> i mean honestly they're they're a little bit of an exception to the rule because i would say they're not as not as kind as i was kind of ramping up towards <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that but no i'm just kidding but 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 like no i i think that a lot of people from here get a bad rap because they aren't the most traditionally like well-spoken or whatever but yeah. They they do really care about their communities, um, mm-hmm. and that, that I don't know. I think that's I think that's beautiful. It's about fam. <laughs> it's about family. You know, there's always room for family. It is, and and in the family of your of your city, the family of your community, the family of the same downtrodden economic dump that you live yeah. in. You know. Hey, um, you know what? <laughs> suffering builds character and uh, compassion. <laughs> See, if that's what I've always told myself, but finally the bills are good, so, you know, I can, like, really yeah. relish it. Well, I feel like I should watch it with you now, you know? I don't know. I feel like I should uh, celebrate in your... But my team lost to yours, damn it, so I can't support you. Oh, the Seahawks, yeah. Not the Seahawks, sorry. the Ravens. I support the oh. Ravens. Oh, sorry. The Ravens and the Vikings. The Ravens and the Vikings and the uh, Cardinals and the uh, uh, Dolphins. Those are so... Wait, why the dolphins? Because I like the color. Turquoise. I picked all of them based on color. I like the red and white of the Cardinals. I like the Vikings because they're Vikings. I like the the Ravens because they're purple. And I like the (laughs) dolphins because they're turquoise. Uh, okay. Uh, Well, you could I remember once we 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 did a pod where I selected my football teams. I remember once. You you could be somebody's uh somebody's girlfriend who's been uh who's come along to the Super Bowl game and exactly. just, just pick stuff based on the colors. That's yeah, what it sounds that's like. That's exactly uh, what I'm doing. <laughs> which is totally fine, and if that's the way that you want to watch football, I'm not gonna hold it against you. At least not to your face. Um, <laughs> um Yeah, anyways. Uh that, that was a that was a good Good episode. Those are some great picks of the week. Um, we're, we're happy that you spent this time with us and uh, hope you tune in next time as well. And we hope uh, that your that your year is not like my year. If you're a horse, whew. if you're a horse, come on, guys. Beat the odds. Pull it yeah. out. Prove yeah. these horoscopes wrong. You know I don't believe in them. Horse, those horse scopes You wrong. know, this horse scope is horse shit. <laughs>
Okay. I did it right at mine, so my my hands kinda hurt. <laughs> my poor hands. Wow. wow. How are you, Jacob? I'm good. How are you, Alden? I'm, I'm <laughs> good. talking about I'm good. that. Uh yeah. You know, just just uh right. hanging out. Cool. Just hanging out, yeah. Just hanging out. <laughs> hanging out with the fam. Gotta have ourselves a party. I have no idea where that's from. I, it's gotta be from so. I don't, I, it's stuck in my head so much. It's like hanging out, hanging out, hanging out with the fam. Gonna have ourselves a Bob's party. I bet that's Bob's record. I bet it's Bob's Yeah, that sounds like a Linda song. That could be. You know. That could be. Um, I think technically this would be season five. Uh, I, the way I've been. Uh, separating the seasons uh so yeah you know uh yeah but hey whoever would have thought we would gotten this far huh not i actually i i thought we would have gotten even further um well what what team am i allowed to support i just assumed you'd be a seattle team because they're like the closest geography geographically and they've had good success in the past where they've been like that's the the hipster choice I, I mean, Seattle, like, did you watch that John Boyce uh, secret base um, mm-hmm. thing about Seattle? And just pointing out that, like, geographically, they're so far removed from, like, any other major franchise that it's like, oh, yeah, poor Seattle. They're just out there all on, on their own. Their, uh, his poker <laughs> video got taken down. Did it? He got copyright struck. Yeah, it really sucked. Oh, that was, wow. That was yeah. Huh. Somebody that's, re-uploaded that's it. A, that's so weird. Yeah. yeah, poker, copyright strike, or like mm-hmm. world, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, no, yeah, his stuff's great. Yeah. Uh, excuse, me. <laughs> uh, excuse me again. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> A classic dear. album. Oh, dear. Does that, does that stay in the episode? I will uh, let, only know, let know once I get there. Yeah. <laughs> 